minutes now that I have a coughing fit. So when did you record the other one? Because I didn't know you did that. That's cool. after you had left. You had to go. No, it was a different day. We tried to organize oh, a, a day, day to record and you were just going into your like insanely busy period yeah. in December and we're like, well, we need to get one last ah, episode cool. done this year. We messaged you and you said, no, nah, I'm not going to be out make it. So and it was like, like so Chester can, we'll just do an earnest ah, bit yeah, and, we'll, and we'll edit cool. the episodes differently to get a full episode. Yeah, and out. I had a little cool. bit of the previous episode <coughs> left over, like the Ernest and Alistair conversation. We hadn't had that yet. So, I, yeah. so we only did like a 40-minute <laughs> recording. Cool. And made like an hour episode. Cool. I didn't. I would have listened to it. I didn't realize. Cool. All good. All right. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Dark Tides, possibly nineteen, of season three. Hi. My name is Aubrey Lytton. I'm your host, show creator, and narrator. With me, as always, are Chester Lytton and BJ Ingate. Hello. And we're back, our first recording session of 2024. Yeah. We've been doing this for four years. (laughs) Three and a bit, right? It's our fourth year. It's our fourth year. Fourth year. year. We've left high school. We're now unemployed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Four years of hope. What? Never mind. What? What? I don't know what that means. I never went to high school. I'm doing an analogy. Well, an anagram of of sorts. A haiku. (laughs) Just a please, a bananagram. I'm doing a bananagram. I'm not good at that game. Anyway, um, right. Well, we're back. It's 2024. We're going to finish off season three, and then we have a year of um, assorted goodies. <laughs> so I was going to say, I was going to say, bullshit. Assorted but, um, fun dips. I like that. <laughs> fun dips. Fun dips. Basically, yeah. Um, this is a good episode. This is a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Yogurt chip. Mm, Yogurt chip. You want some tzatziki? <laughs> um, yeah. So the re- we're going to have. Four more episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. We plan to have four more episodes of this season to wrap up season three of Dark Tides. Then we will have two mini series, one of which is a contemporary to the canon Ooh, Dark Tides season three. We're allowed to do that? Well, ish. I think so. Aubrey hasn't said right. no yet. One's a prequel. One is a semi-contemporary Dark Tides adventure oh, with different characters. Both of which are going to be run by BJ. First time in the DM's chair. Hey, guys. Except for Scoops. Remember Scoops. Scoops. I was going to ask if you had done (laughs) any. I actually really enjoyed Scoops. I loved Scoops. I've wanted to DM another Patreon thing ever since then and just haven't. Well, now we we kind of have to because we're back to the monthly Patreon releases. Which I'm actually excited about because I I really enjoyed those. Um, But... You know, it was nice to then have like the the regular thing and for it to be Chester's job. Yeah. That was pretty good. Now it's no longer my job. <laughs> and I'm excited not to DM. Yeah. Um, I like to play too, guys. You didn't even show up for them. I invite. I was going to say, I, I did 20 minutes of voice acting. I don't play. I invited Aubrey to the different. I, tell me. I created a character for you to play so you could play things in season two. Um, but so we're doing um, we our Patreon series, Stoker Society, is now on the main show. This is actually, this episode will be oh, yeah. coming out pretty recently. So we have a new podcast now. Yeah, there's a new podcast. The whole first season's out in there. Second season will start airing there. I don't know the consistency of that one because uh, one of our cast members, Meg, is getting married. And so we're going on like a four-month hiatus. And I'm like, I can stretch this out. I can stretch this these is episodes the problem. out. It, like every time we try and record that show, someone is getting married. Do you know what oh. we should do? It's we either- should do a non-canon Christmas special. 
<laughs> like, we, like we did in season one. We did four episodes and then a non-canon Christmas special. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, the standard one. Um, so anyway, we, uh, just a quick question. Did yes, we sorry. just shadow drop a new podcast yes, to our yes. main feed listeners? Yes. Our new, yeah. main feed listeners, if you haven't heard it's, it, we released it because it, there's a lot of effort put into it. Uh, full car stuff is pretty good and also because Aubrey and I have been telling Chester to make this his own show for like a year and a half yeah and he's like no no it's just Patreon and we're like Chester <laughs> please yeah. so now- putting more work into Patreon <laughs> than you are into the how main much show work goes into this and no one's hearing it yeah well I was getting a bit tired of just like oh, well this one got two likes Yep, doing good, boys. Doing good. So it's out on. You can search up the Stoker Society. You can find that there. But it now means if you are a patron of this, uh, you will Arts. be getting on uh, Dark Tides. You'll be getting monthly special episodes again. And if you are a patron of the Stoker Society, you get to make suggestions for monsters to appear in different shows. Oh, that's fun. And you will get to what the thing that I'm most excited for that I reckon we should bring to our Patreon is patrons get to write ad spots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that show so they can make absolute just horrible things that we have to read or they can advertise like their own art that they do or like yeah, their own YouTube no channel fun. that's no fun I know all of them are just going to try and get me cancelled I'm answering but- my eyes Johnson <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah so you can check that out but it means we're going to have some fun stuff on Patreon Bears 3 Skipping Bears 2, no. going straight to Bears 3. <laughs> I like that no, idea. No, we have to do Bears 2 back in the habit, and it has to be about nuns. <laughs> no, I like I'll Bears play- 3 back in the habit. And I'll then, play a bear nun. Because then forever, everyone will be like trying to subscribe to both Patreons to figure out where Bears 2 is, and we just <laughs> or, don't tell them that it doesn't or exist. We put we do a trailer for Bears 2 back in the habit, and we put it on both Patreons and don't do the episode. That's a much better idea. It's like, like the best thing we've ever what's, done. What's like the... What's the the, you know how there's like that whole thing of it's it's something two the yeah. whatever yeah yeah. Boogaloo. yeah yeah well yeah what's the version yeah. of that for three, Bears three back in that Bears <laughs> three electric boogaloo uh, well it just has to rhyme with three right three yeah or just bears three bears three lost one. at sea <laughs> that's good bears three and what happened to my desert. knees. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's Bears what two, we need to my do. Shoe. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> or you deliberately make it not rhyme. Bears three, buckle my shoe. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, we we mess it up, so it's deliberately bad. Bears two, the third one. Just make it look like you did it that way on purpose. Yep. Maybe that's what we need to do. Is I need to DM Bears three as as a warm up for my. You could, and then no. and then nothing. I please make it a raft version of bears. No, nothing worse could about. possibly happen. Is what you're talking about the Seinfeld episode? Everything in reverse. We release <laughs> Bears three first. No, that's, oh, that's and then a great we do idea. Bears two that fills in the gaps of how we got to Bears three, and then we do yeah. Bears six, <laughs> and we never fill in the rest. That's a good idea, actually. We record an episode, and then the next one is we have to have the ending of the episode fill in the law for how third one started yeah that's like way too difficult and i like it (laughs) that would be really fun can we can i make this pitch so we where did we end bears one um i think we did we turn back you were turned back are we gonna go ernest and alistair as bears again or are we doing different characters it has to be different characters all right are we gonna pick i think so existing dark tides characters or new characters is bears it's is bears a spin-off yes done Best or it's just best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we found it. <laughs> yep. I have it's no just, more further questions. It's I mean, I wanted bears. to play Jeremy okay. as a bear, but no. What if I DM it? 
Aubrey plays Bear Stern and Chester pays an actual talking grizzly bear. <laughs> no, no, I reckon we just do- Who's not no, a human no, who's no, turned no. into a All bear. Right, can we, we just do, make brother bear? No, we do Bear Stern and everyone else is just normal. It's his political, like, it's just him oh. trying to run, like, uh, as an a election. <laughs> that doesn't as sound a bear. fun. I want to do, I want to do the raft thing. As you were like in, in like uh, meeting rooms, just like <laughs> maybe. Or the raft one would be fun too. Or maybe I'll just decide something and not tell you. Are we going to cut all of this? Yeah, no, probably. I, I never do. All right, um, we should get started because I'm on a schedule. Yeah, no, I have we need notes fun, this quick year. fun facts. Oh, f- fun facts. I don't like them. Fun facts. BJ, They're not fun. BJ, give me something fun. You just asked me to pull BJ, the tea. Don't worry, I'll take care for this now. Uh, I'll, field, fun, I'll field my uh, question, I'll, I'll which is conspicuously in, not close to my microphone. I'll fill in some gaps. Um, uh, Persona 3 uh, uh, came out. Why can't they make a new game? <laughs> well, I have a feeling... Uh, I was talking about this on the Discord. I have a feeling they're going to do Persona 4 next because Persona uh, 4 is basically very similar to Persona 3. And I feel like they're going to do those two and then they're going to do Persona 6 and have everything come out on the PlayStation 5. Just nice like Bears 3, instead of making a new game, they remake an old game twice. We could, we could do a, re- a modern remake of Bears 1. <laughs> we'll do a real. Maybe that's what it's we just should do. the same do. thing with better music or something. Maybe that's what we should do. We should do Bears 3, but it's a reboot of Bears, of our Bear special, and then we work backwards. We do Bears 2, and then we do Bears 1. Uh, we do a reboot, but we okay. do it yeah. backwards. And then Bears 1 becomes Lost Media. Yeah. Because we'll delete ba- Bears 1, the original. <laughs> no, we've got to leave it and then just make it like all those TV shows that have so many reboots that you don't know which one's canon and yeah. which one comes first. You go, we've made a we've made a modern reboot, but we're we're releasing it in reverse. <laughs> and our original Bears episode is like the, the 80s summer release low budget film um, that no one really cares about. Yeah, anymore. and then when we finally release- And then we release- make our worst modern version of it. It's like the first one, like, so we do Bears 3, Bears 2, and then when we release Bears 1, it's just like Bears in Space, and it has no relation to the first bear it's or a, the it's, other it's two. A, it's, it's a bizarre it's prequel just a crossover that's, with, like, going to explain some so kind yeah, of alien race. Yeah, no, you, do, you do the whole um, uh, the thing from another world. You've got the 50s one, you've got the yeah. 80s remake, and then you've got the 2010 um sequel like it's a prequel it's also a sequel it's happening yeah. at the same time but it's kind of also the same movie again it's like and none of them actually are the same no, thing no, yeah no, okay. mm. anyway anyway lots of potential mm. so personas around BJ, so, what's your fun fact my fun fact is that um i found out that chester and Orby recorded an extra episode well, when i walked maybe. in <laughs> i was like oh that's cool um i haven't listened to it cool so effectively bj knows almost anything that bj wasn't uh, recording his voice for in the previous no episode of, of season three, he does not know about. Some might say that's the case for all of the show, <laughs> but definitely for the last episode. I'll listen to it on the way home and be like, oh, makes sense now. Makes sense now. Anyway. Nice. That's my fun fact. Cool. All right. Do you want mine? Yeah. Yeah. I bought yesterday. I had a day off and I was like, hmm. I feel like playing a video game. I went on to Steam. I searched- Did you buy Mirror's Edge, Aubrey? No, I went on to, to Steam. Chester Alan to play Wake Mirror's Edge I went I to, here's, what, here's what I did. It's pretty good. I b- went on to Steam on my laptop, on my MacBook laptop. Um, 
I searched by cheapest release titles mm. under five dollars, mm-hmm. and guess what I found? Mm-hmm. I found Worms. I think it's Extreme Warfare. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a 3D one. Yeah, it's it's the only yeah. 3D. Yeah. There's a 3D uh, one. Yeah, we played that as kids. It, it, wow. Yeah, we had a. We, I think we even had like the free trial that came in like a cereal box. <laughs> anyway, probably had that one. I was like, ah, oh, I thought I couldn't get this anywhere anymore. Um, paid five dollars for it. Bought it, realized that it's not compatible with Mac, yep. and spent half an hour trying to get a refund. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact, guys. I can't play this game. Yeah, I have Never a PC again. now. It changed my life. I can play games now. I'm not willing to get a PC to play worms. video games. <laughs> I won't get I I refuse to get, to get worms on PC. <laughs> it's yeah. just I don't need another laptop. I've risen above. Yeah. Couldn't you whip out your old HP? I don't know where it is. I think I think Whip our sister has it. About the HP Omen. But then I have to sign it anyway. Look, it's. Are we going to continue the thing of just our post, like our pre-intro, <laughs> just becomes our Patreon bonus because it just goes for so long? We've done that, that thing before, where we right? keep cutting out the intros and making that breaking tides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that we then don't release. Yeah, less effort, more fun. Hmm. Anyway. I feel like we should do breaking tides, but it's just like um, meme reviews. <laughs> I don't think any of us are down with the memes enough anymore. No, I think we need to create new ones. I think we need to literally invent new meme formats. I have one. Is it like um, a, a presentation thing? Like yeah, it's a PowerPoint presentation. Here's we did mine. That, like one of our very first uh, Patreon episodes, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, our first first Breaking Crown, we like had to compete to make Dark Tides memes. I think so. Yeah, we mm. did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. That was fun. The the format I would like to suggest to the table is um, from the, the like nineteen forties Pinocchio film. At the end, where uh, throughout the film Pinocchio can breathe underwater or doesn't need to breathe because he's a puppet boy, but at the end he mysteriously drowns anyway. But the shot is just of him lying face down in a puddle on the beach. Um, uh, and I would like that to be a reaction meme. Is just drowning yourself in like an inch of water. Me as when a the puppet boy, boy who shouldn't be able to drown. Me when the boys talk for too long at the start of yeah. the Dark Tides. Episode. It feels it feels very applicable to lots of things. The table will take your suggestion into consideration. <laughs> Either that, or it's the one where it's me the when the boy... boys release Bear Three and not Bears Two. <laughs> yeah, so there's so much potential. <laughs> Or, or when they're on whatever, like, the island is where they turn into donkeys or whatever, and there's, like, the one boy who smokes an entire cigar in, like, one inhale. You're like, Whoop, it smokes the entire cigar. I feel like that that could be something. <laughs> when Broken Cam- Crown releases the entirety of Stoker Society Yeah, when you, been, when you pin you something. Pin it's, like, <laughs> it's just got to be a gif. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are my pictures. Very good, very good, very good. Very good. <laughs> Shall we start the actual oh, episode of our finale now? Yes. Do I want to just start the intro again? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That just was a joke. Alrighty. <clears throat> Let's do this. Any second now. Mm-hmm. Any second now. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. I can feel it. All right. I can feel it. Coming in the end. <laughs> anyway. That's your cue, Aubrey. <laughs> That bit where we finally know, go silent, you, that's your cue to like, you know. The problem is it's such a tone shift, bitch. I know. Well, I'm sorry. Right. Mother is flying above the clouds. The sun shines down cold and bleak on the endless white landscape. Formations of vapor are ripped apart as she bends the reality of the physical space around her, pushing her physical form through the sky at unthinkable speeds. 
her body held together against the shattering force exerted on it, simply by her own force of will. Her silver hair is streaming behind her, her eyes are slightly closed. She doesn't need to see, only to feel. And what she feels is the exhilarating rush of channeling power through her vessel into the world, and the thrill of expectation as she imagines how she will tear reality apart around the handful of interlopers upon her personal utopia. She lets herself dip below the clouds until the rolling waves of the open ocean spread themselves below her. Rapidly approaching, she can see the bank of mist and just within it, the towering obelisks that mark her destination. The only destination forbidden to her until now. There is a tremendous crack of lightning and a peal of thunder as she forces her way into the mist. The lightning flashes again and again, striking her repeatedly. But the ancient magics beyond even her grasp are now failing. She is forcing her way through every barrier presented. This time she will prevail. Alistair Stern, we rejoin you, guiding your disorderly, very ramshackled gaggle of citizens to Hon Caves. Mm -hmm. Do you want to paint the scene for us? Um, Alistair is out the front. He's, he's, uh, actually, no, he, I'm going to say he's at the back. I'm going to say, um, uh, Marty Duck probably knows the way the most well, given how much the landscape has changed recently. Mm -hmm. So she's out the front, um, with, um, who else is here? Like Bernie, everyone's here pretty much, right? Everyone except Ernest, Randy and Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And those who we've said are missing. Yeah. So, so you know, she's she's leading from the front, and Alice is kind of covering the rear because um, he he wanted to lead, and then he was like, mm, chances of us getting attacked from behind by something is pretty high. So he's kind of yeah. chilling at the back, um, and there's just sort of a long procession of people um, slowly making their way down um, with that weird kind of they're tired and hungry and sore, but also they might be getting sniped off the face of the earth very quickly so they're like kind of hurrying but also kind of not um and it's just a lot of mist and a lot of spooky shadows that things could be hiding in as they're moving yeah. their way down this forest path i cannot remember what time of day we said it was in previous episodes um, but was it nighttime during no it was daytime during the the dragon fight. I right? think we said it was like coming to the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's now it's now dusk and early evening. And so, okay. yeah, you're very much... It's yeah. it's a... It's almost like we got to get there before dark kind of situation. It's a snaking procession of small lights and torches going through the, the growing gloom. Mm. And as you enter the mist, the light is just sort of diffused out where you can barely see very far ahead of you. Um, it's kind of like the forest moons in Lethal Company, if you know that. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Chester and I have been slowly obsessed with Lethal Company yeah, recently. A little bit. Never fun. heard of it. All right. Um, Don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't say. Lethal Company? I've never even had her company. Couldn't guess. Couldn't, Couldn't possibly. Couldn't hazard. <laughs> Couldn't hazard. Guess. I now realize that I'm quoting um, quoting Al from the other episode. <laughs> Couldn't say. Couldn't hazard a guess. <laughs> Couldn't. Couldn't imagine. Um, yeah, so there's like a long right. sneaking snake. How, uh, snake. 
How is Alistair feeling knowing that this is he's discharging his last duty as the I'm going to say de facto. I'm assuming there wasn't an election. There was the no de election. facto leader of I just, no, of 15 years. He and Puck years. showed up one day and we're like, we're, we're in, in charge, charge now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. Alistair would have shown up and said, I'm in charge, and then got a very sharp elbow in the rib, and then Puck was like, we're in charge. Yeah. And then they got married. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next thing on the agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's like a royal wedding. <laughs> Yeah, but like like a dictator's that, royal wedding. All right, maybe maybe Everyone's as a Patreon bonus, we will do an episode of <gasps> the wedding Alistair day. And Puck's wedding. Oh, what a great idea! Do I have to be there for that one? I feel like you should play. I've got Al- no characters left on I, the island. No, no. That's what I feel that we would give um, oh, my, Alistair a new best man. <laughs> It's like his best friend that he hasn't told Ernest about. No, what's the? Oh, what was the graffiti artist that I talked about in season one? What was his name? It was like T something, wasn't it? T Bone. No, no, that's where I got the idea from, but it wasn't. It was TC, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be so funny if you got like you know, a big earring and yeah. you're dressed like you're dressed now. <laughs> It'd be so funny. Like, yeah, you know, we've been best friends since kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> And then he'll and that he'll die at the end of the episode. Such a, such a like he wasn't yeah, real. It was end. always he, he was always going to be my best friend. Like yeah, I know Ernest well, but I've only known him for like a couple years. Like, Ernest is he, just a bit flaky. You know, I, I like I, lo- I like Ernest now. He's also either not that, here. Either that or Randy's the best man because you know we we didn't say that Randy just disappeared right at the beginning. He disappeared somewhere along the yeah, way. Well, it'd been fifteen years for Randy yeah. to disappear. So no, I reckon I reckon his graffiti artist best friend. I yeah. reckon that's it. Anyway, we're off track, but uh, I think that's a thing we should we should put it in the books. To answer your question, yeah, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's really relieved. Actually, mm-hmm. I think uh, this has been such a stress to him and such a um, like living through a you know it's a hard thing, but there's going to be an end in sight, and then slowly realising over the course of a decade and a half that there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that, you know, when you're when you're working to get to a point where you know you can rest, and then that point just never comes, yeah. and it just has been going on and on. And so he kind of is just relieved that finally it's one way or another, it's over. Yeah. Um, what that's going to mean, can't say, but finally that stretch is over. And yeah, either people are going to get out safe, or they're all going to be dead, and it won't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that right in front of you, or maybe a handful of people in front of you, um, there is a big, open-backed hay wagon mm. um, being drawn by whatever one of the few that wasn't one um, of the few that wasn't blown wasn't up by dragons. Burnt. It might even be just being pulled by people. Yeah, um, because the animals times, would have been scattered. The hay, hay bale wagons were our equivalent of like the red barrels in video games. Yeah, exactly. They were designed yeah. to be blown up. Yeah. Well, I'm saying this one's full of the injured. Oh, um, oh well, don't blow that one up. But you're watching. You're watching as um, as Marv currently in his sort of soul Marv, not triplicate state, mm-hmm. is sort of sitting on the back corner resting for the moment. Um, did we say that he still has the laptop? I think we yes. did. We yes. got the laptop yeah. back. Yeah, the laptop. So I think he still We has said it. that he stayed out of the walls. During yeah, the fight he stayed out of the, the fight to protect it as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
no. We said that uh, we forgot what yes, he right. and we, Nancy we were doing, and we it. said they did something important, which was, at least yep. in Marv's case, he was protecting the laptop. Such a great um, DM strategy. They're doing something important, and then after that episode, you is decide if, what it was. <laughs> the problem is that I said, I was like, oh, I forgot them. So if I hadn't said that, <laughs> I almost got away with it. <coughs> uh, yeah, you see Marv staring kind of into the middle distance, um, and as you're kind of watching Mayor Stern is ambling kind of up and down the line with a water skin. Um, he's trying to kind of... He's kind of going into management mode and he's mostly bossing people more than he's helping people, but he's trying and he stops to, to can, check on Marv. Can he do that thing when he's like giving people water? Like, oh, please. And he's like, there's only a little bit left. And he does the thing in movies where he pours it all over their face while he's giving it to them. There's only a little bit. <laughs> Very good. I feel like it's funnier for you to say that than for me to describe. Okay, to sorry. <laughs> Uh, and for my brain and also for scene setting, physically, how is Alistair doing? Because I know I was somewhat revived by Mighty Duck. Well, you tell me. I mean, we know that you're on low health. Yeah. I thought you were pretty I, well revived back to, like, uh, full standard. Mighty, this Mighty is not Duck. full health, but, like, you were back up. You yeah. were, like, yeah, yeah. completely operating. Mighty Duck cannot heal, but she can kind of infuse them with a push of energy to get them on their feet and get yeah. them moving. But she's not restored any hit points. But then a bunch of other people went off to find healing supplies. Yes. So we probably should have listened to... That's all right. It's episode. been like two and a half months. It also will take probably two months for him to heal from his injuries yeah. at this no, point. No, no, that's not how healing packs work. I think you have a number there on your sheet, which is a very low number. Um, I have two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have 23 and 13. Oh. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess 23 was like the pre-fight. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. that's what we got back after fighting when we got our superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that you have, let's say you have 13 hit points. 13 out of 50. Um, that feels right to me. You've had a little bit of medical attention. You've had some salves and things put on the worst of the burns. You're in pain. You're stiff. It's probably more that his he's burnt than like physically injured yeah. I would imagine you're probably just in a lot of pain yes. you've sustained yeah. quite a lot of burns and probably uh, nothing's broken I don't believe have lots mm. of horrible scars all over his skin for the rest of his body for the rest of his life well we don't know how bad the burns are exactly um, it was lava or break he, he was protected by the shield though yeah I thought it was protected by his coat his in some that was, at, a couple that was of points part of it. Okay. anyway so, yeah, you're not in a good way. Um, I'm kind of imagining you on one of the last horses that are there <laughs> at the back yeah. of the party. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, make a make a perception check for me. Do I add my intelligence to that? Mm -hmm. oh, I miss Everon where I have like a plus eight or plus nine to my intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an eight. All right. Ooh. With an eight, you're, you're on watch. You're quite focused um, you're kind of looking you're changing you're doing that thing that they tell you to do when you learn how to drive which is that you're changing your your eye focus from as far as you can see in the distance to the middle distance to the close to the peripheral back and you're kind of cycling through you're keeping your attention moving I'm actually changing gonna, where you're focusing because he's at the back I'm going to say he's actually sitting backwards on the horse to look like physically look behind him because okay. like pretty much everyone else in the party is watching the front so yeah. he's going to be sitting backwards watching the back then I'll tell you you do not you, you're doing that thing where you're changing your perception you're looking uh, you're looking 
far out, close in. And then when you're looking close in, as your eyes adjust again, you see a small figure standing in the middle of the trail, just as the light is dimming and pulling back. And with a 10, you recognize a little boy that you haven't seen in now what feels like 25 years standing in the mist. And you see Kai. It's a mirage. <laughs> snappy, snappy. Um, he's going to look behind him to see if anyone else has noticed. Uh, you look, and even as you look, you can you feel that the apparition disappears. Mm. And what you see is uh, you see Nancy taking over, pulling the cart of wounded. There's about three or four people doing it, and she kind of takes one person's place. Um, you see Mayor Stern... Having having an altercation with someone about the water, um, and you see Puck uh, a little ways up is exchanging things. She's carrying stuff for one person. You can see that in the crook of her arm, she's holding someone's toddler while she's kind of slinging a pack over her back. Um, no one seems to be noticing anything out of the ordinary. Well, at the risk of doing the very obvious, very bad thing, Alistair's going to tap his horse and just oh, and halt it. And he's going to very, very painfully um, swing himself off onto the ground and take a couple of steps towards where he saw this figure. He's like, I need to at least figure out what's going on before I, you know, ignore it because it could be dangerous. You, uh, do you have a light source with you? Yeah, uh, he probably has a lantern. All right. It's probably hooked onto the saddle or something. Takes that off. You hear the trundle of... The cartwheels, the murmur of people, uh, and excited, scared, murmuring, kind of fade into the background, and it's sort of swallowed by the mist. And um, pretty quickly, the distinct shapes disappear, and there's only the haze of movement and light mm-hmm. as the mist closes in. He's going to pull his knife out and uh, sit it on top of the saddle of the horse, or mm-hmm. maybe tuck it under a strap or something. Um, yep. And then he's going to pat the horse and he's like, off you go. And he's going to get his horse to catch up with everyone else. At that moment, as you, you sort of give the, the horse a shove in the, in the hindquarters and it kind of trots to catch up with the moving party, you hear a loud crack of lightning and a rolling peal of thunder far louder than you've heard up to this point. And as you raise the lantern higher to see, again, the figure sort of appears, this time semi-hid by a tree further down the trail. (laughs) Oh, no. (sighs) All right. uh, He takes a couple of steps forward very gingerly and holds his hand out. Doesn't say anything yet. Okay. I'll have to roll for The the figure slips behind the tree and disappears and you hold your hand out and in the space of maybe a breath, maybe two breaths, the figure appears again, now closer, similarly kind of semi-obscured by a tree, mm. disappears, reappears, like slowly, slowly closer and closer, closer. Okay. Yeah. Um, until you blink and this little boy of... Maybe eight. I think he was about eight. Seven yeah. or eight. Um, is standing in front of you. And you recognize it's the same clothes he was wearing the day that he drowned. Mm. 
Um, the face is bright. It is unconcerned, but it's also slightly absent. There's not really any emotion showing there. He holds out his hand to you. Okay. Uh, hey, Kai. There's no visual or verbal response. I know you're dead. So, um, whatever you are, you can just... You have my attention. You can just stop with that. Thank you. Meet me face to face, please. I'm way too tired to deal with this right now. In response, it's still holding out its right hand to you, kind of palm down, but fingers outstretched like a child wanting you to take its hand. With the other hand, it just points up at the mountain. Um, Alistair looks up. I assume he can't really see anything. It's way too far away. You want me to go up there? It nods. Can you tell me who you are? The brow kind of furrows a little. And he drops the hand pointing to the mountain. And after kind of a a pause and then hesitation, it puts the hand on its chest. And then it points at you. you saying that you really are Kai? Or are you just a face to tell me something? It points at the mountain again. Hmm. You recognize now that even the last dimming light of the procession is disappearing behind you. Yeah, okay. Elsa looks at this young boy who he uh, has spent so much of his life wrapped up around this this figure who has never been there. Um, and he looks off in the direction of the mountain, not that he can see really anything, just trees and mist. And he kneels down and um, he takes off. He has a necklace, right? He has a necklace, you have the necklace with the beacon on it yeah 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 um Alistair takes off his necklace the one that Heath gave him with the the crystal beacon um he takes it off and he places it over Kai's neck he's like I'll be back I just I have to do something first can you understand that the the brow kind of furrows again but there's still no real emotional expression. Um, but he steps back. Mm. Alistair steps back as well. And he's like, I'll see you soon. And then he disappears. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Reappears back on the horse. All right. We'll leave Alistair there for the moment. And we will return to Ernest. Ernest Marsh, you are cocooned in vines. Ah. Uh, Beside you, so often the case. Also, cocooned is Sherman. You are being dragged along the uh, 
the forest floor through undergrowth. You've been being dragged now for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's transitioned from light kind of scrub and, and small bushes and long grass, like native grasses, to now uh, you're into the deeper parts of the forest, the deeply wooded parts, and you're now being dragged over roots. This sort of undulating uh, ground covering of roots and moss and dead leaves. Sherman. Uh-huh. Have you heard of manifestation? For the love of God. Manifestation. Isn't real. Well, debatable. It, no, it's not. If you try really hard and you really set your mind on something, yeah, anything's possible. No. So how about we not. try and manifest... Do you know what? Sometime. I've got a great idea, Ernest. Okay. Why don't you astral project yourself and go and get us some help? And while you do that, um, you will not you, talk. No, you can manifest sure. while I do that because that's you, a good idea. I can you do, do that, that thing. That's a good idea. You do that thing, Ernest, where you just roll <laughs> your eyes into the back of your head and you leave me the hell alone for 10 minutes. That practical solution you came up with is so much better <laughs> than my white girl Instagram idea. <laughs> Well, in some ways, Sherman, I would say what I do is manifestation. Okay, I think you're don't look full at me that shit. Way. Don't look at me that way. I'm fine. All right. Just. Do, do you know how what? to pay taxes, Ernest? I've never paid taxes. I'm dead. No, you're I'm not. Le- I'm legally defined right. as dead. Stop hiding behind that excuse. I mean, what do you mean, excuse? I'm. You think I can turn up to the you tax can't. office and say, please let me back in? Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> this is a adult, responsible adult situation. We're Paying being, my taxes. We're being kidnapped, Ernest. This is not a. I can manifest I'm not my a child. way out of this I'm not being problem. kidnapped. Then act like an adult. Well, I can't pay my taxes, so apparently defined by you. That's the only way I can be an adult. Anyway, Sherman starts biting at the vines around his neck, like trying to chew through them. We were doing so well. And now you're gonna be picky. He's not responding. He's like growling to himself as he's trying to eat his way through these vines. Fine. Ernest rolls his eyes back and he's standing in the dreaming and is like, there's no one here. Who do I talk to? You're, You're standing in the dreaming and then you're like, hmm, this is strange. Either you're looking up and it's still the roiling like flock of silent crows and you're like, are they closer to the ground than before? Because they're only like 10 meters above my head, whereas oh. before they're like the sky. And then your feet slip out from under you and you are sliding down uh, whoa, 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 whoa. the deep like curve of a wave that is the size of a three-story building. And you are, you're sliding down and you're realizing the up and down waves that you were walking on before have turned into giant rolling breakers. Yeah. Okay, uh, Ernest is going to slide like all the way down the, the crest of it and like slide along the bottom face and he like gets back up and sees it kind of like slowly cresting over. It's like... Where's... Oh. And Ernest hears the distant sound of screaming as Alla's little like blow-up <laughs> boat is at the top of the crest as the crest <laughs> is starting to curve inwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest is going to start running to try and get around to the other side of the wave. Oh, no, the wave just extends. Oh. 
It goes and goes and goes. And as you look, you feel your feet begin to slip out from underneath you as you are being pulled up into the curve of another one that's coming behind it. Manifestation. (laughs) Claps his hands and he is um, sitting in like the captain's area of like one of those tiny little tuna fishing boats. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones with the little room at the front. It's like, Wish I manifested something bigger. <laughs> as this, this, begin, as this also begins to drift sideways and travel its way up the the body of the wave as it forms. What am I supposed to do? And he's like sticky. Is that's ringing the bell? <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Make a, a bunch of tuna just start falling into the boat as he rings the bell. <laughs> Where are my cheese dice? Are they just? Thank oh. my lord. Got to get them cheese dice. Get them cheese dice. <laughs> Get those cheese dice, boy. You get my cheese whiz, boy. Um, Where am I rolling? Perception. Intelligence. Yeah, that's. That's a one. No. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, the last time you had been leaving the dreaming, you had a weird sense that there was a presence here that wasn't Allah and wasn't um, Luna. And now as you're ringing the bell, you get that same sense. You get the same sense that these waves are coming from somewhere. Well, this is also, like, if I'm going up the crest, I'm getting closer and closer to the crows as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ernst is going to, um, uh, like, full speed ahead on the boat, and he's going to uh, try and create a tunnel, uh, like mentally create a tunnel through this wave that he can kind of go through to the other side of it and start going down to try and head in that direction. Um, roll Arcana for me. Sure. Actually, that'll be an opposed. Nine. Well, yeah, I guess I'm I'm now no longer the the main power broker here. So, yeah, the birds. The, birds. the wave begins to te- like you begin to like create this hole you're just wanting like just a cookie cutter punch a hole through yeah, it it's like those um at like uh, game shows we have to fit the yeah. the pose but instead it starts <laughs> out that way and then it begins to tear and it rips the wave in two and the wave begins to like fall away in two parts and now the waves are coming not in this even rolling break but in this weird staggered one then another then another then another and so they're coming it's like you're disturbing the flow of water but not controlling it, and so you're actually causing more chaos. Right. Uh, Ernst is going to um, look down. Can you still see the light from where Tuck is? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernst is going to try and call out to, to Tuck. He's thinking, like, oh, if I could have another dreamer's help. Like, even though he's down there, like he's, he might be able to have some I don't effect. think you can call out to him. Don't I think you would him. have to be able to go down to talk to him. Ernst pauses. He starts like pressing on the foghorn button. It just sounds like an air horn. He's trying to like. Just wondering if that will reach touch. We're gonna we do a smash cut to the still ocean floor, the dark sand, the the sort of driftwood log that uh, Tuck Marsh is sitting on, and Tuck has his art both eyes shut. <laughs> as he starts trying to play louder to drown out the sound of the foghorn. Really as, faint. As the, as the 
we can only see like the outline of the single scale of this unthinkably large sea behemoth shudders a little and tucks, starts playing louder. <laughs> starts doing. He's trying to do Morse code. And then Ernest is going to. I'd like to do another Arcana roll. Yeah. Um, with a six, Ernest picks up the phone in the the boat. <laughs> bring, bring. This is Ernest. Tuck, can you hear me? Bring, bring. This is Ernest. Uh. It's a six. I'm just imagining, you know that scene in I can't. I think it's Kung Fu oh. Panda Two, where Shifu is like trying to meditate, and and um, Panda's like slowly getting closer, and you just hear him like falling down the stairs, and you just see this close up of Shifu's face, and he's just like twitching as he's trying, like he's trying to focus, but he's just getting louder. I'm just imagining that, but it's Tuck playing. You okay with a six? Because a six is not a success. Um. You 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 say what do you say like bring bring Ernest here bring bring it's Ernest here uh, you hear cackling from the other side and Allah answers no <laughs> I don't want to talk to you why not save me you've made this worse wait 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 ah! <laughs> it's just the crashing sound of waves yeah and the phone goes dead <laughs> yep. All right, what do you want to do? Ella, the He, like, spins the dial. Sorry, dive wrong it. number. Like, touch it, touch it. Operator, get, give me Ella. And he, he hears his own voice come back along the line. Uh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> All right. He puts the phone down. <laughs> what do I pay you for? What do I pay you for? Um, okay, um, uh, Ernest is just going to, um, he's going to try and manifest uh, bigger engines to try and go closer, like try and drive All right. harder. Another nine. All right. You try and manifest. What Manifestation. You what you mean is use your normal powers, powers. of imagination. <laughs> yeah. You're calling it manifesting, but it's not. It's not manifesting. Um, and what you feel is you're like, yes, yes, building engines. You're like, it's kind, of, it's kind of like this thing where you feel it kind of inside <laughs> you. It's almost like a flower begins to unfurl. Like you feel this sort of spreading out of the imagination and the yeah. idea. More it's, like that, it's like that sped up world uh, gif. Where it's like, you didn't have to cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the world the is brain, forming. Like, um, yeah. You feel that, that, that unfolding and spreading out as like a flower <laughs> blossoming and then it's like this fast sharp cold snap that just kills it mm. and you feel your ability to manifest die manifestation oh really like as you a don't whole? know you don't know if it's as a whole or permanent but you feel that something just vetoes this uh luna Champions losing champion. Um, hell. You look up at the roiling cloud of crows and you have a, a sinking suspicion that she is up there somewhere dealing with something. And that's why she's not answering you. Okay. Uh, he's, Ernest is going to try and situate himself because the dreaming has a physical aspect to it. He's going to try and, uh, using an intelligence role, I'm going to try and work out Based on where I am and where I've moved, 
because I know where I where mm -hmm. we were at the uh, station. We were dragged for 20 minutes, so we're in a deep part of the forest. We'll be heading like south, north. We're heading west. north, north. Okay, so we're heading north, so we're towards the mountain. Yeah. So we're heading towards the mountain. So Ernest knows that they're about at the brink of where the mountain starts to like pick up its um, uh, altitude a, a bit more. So he's going to try and work out where within the dreaming he needs to head to get in the direction of Hon Caves because he believes that's where Alistair is. So if he thinks if he heads in like that general direction, he might be able to mentally connect with Alistair. Um, I don't really know what you want here. I'm going to try and get my, like within the dreaming, get closer to people who I can get in contact with. You would know that that's something you don't need to physically okay. travel within the dreaming. Usually you'd kind of almost like send a messenger. Okay. Um, you and you have could to activate big things. Okay, and potentially you could still do that. Okay, was, well, I guess, well, I mean, this is basing on the fact that he's lost his ability to manifest. So he's kind of going back on more of a physical use of the dreaming. Um, okay, well, Ernest was going to kind of stroke his chin. Okay. Well, let's do this a little bit more classically. And he's going to rummage through things in the boat and he's going to pull out a flare gun. Mm -hmm. And he's going to come out to the back of the ship, which is kind of undulating, moving where they, they would pull the tuners on and like um, gut them. It would be covered in like the blood from all the tuners. And he's going to squint with one eye and aim it out. Uh, so if he was heading north, I believe Alistair and the entire encampment was on the eastern side of the mountain. Sure. Um, so if they were heading to Hog Caves, then they would be heading east, northeast. So Ernest will uh, direct it. So, and. Doom. Mm -hmm. Shoot the flare out. All right. Yeah. The the flare sails up and out in this wide arc. It's almost unbound by the physics of of normal. It just kind of goes and goes and goes. Mm -hmm. It seems it's kind of arcing out in impossibly long. Yeah. Okay. And then you feel a pain in your chest that you realize is not within the dreaming. As the pain kind of grows and blossoms and you begin to feel blood trickling down your shirt. Okay, Ernest opens his eyes. Ernest, you are hanging, suspended in your cocoon upside down. You can feel that these vines have begun to grow tighter and they've grown thorns and you can feel the ones around your, your chest biting in basically to hold you tight as it hoists you up mm. and you can feel the trickle of blood as it runs over your shoulder and down your neck uh, you can see next to you is Sherman who has now been gagged after trying to chew through the cords and you realise that you are in a part of the forest on the archipelago that is completely unfamiliar to you you don't quite know where it is it could be a part that you was once familiar, but 15 years of, of this wildness has transformed it. The trees here are toweringly tall and they're a monoculture species. It's one kind of tree um, in a forest with very little diversity. Uh, and you are now in complete darkness. You can see tendrils of mist that roll uh, and snake between the trunks of the tree. But the tree that you are suspended from is a monstrous towering spreading tree you don't even know the species <clears throat> you suspect this might not be a species native to our plane it might have this might be an invasive species that's come from somewhere else okay and you can hear 
hissing through leaves and on the wind, a voice. It is cold and it has this feeling of rotting leaves and you hear it whisper to you. Why do you come? I was brought. No. You were brought to answer the question. Fair, okay. Come where? Into my domain. This is kind of feeling the blood kind of running down his cheek and now like over his eye. As you look in the dimness and the mist, you can see it's hard to count, but at least a dozen other hanging shapes, some of them certainly not human, um, elsewhere in the branches of this tree. I'm searching for an interloper. You are an interloper. Not by choice. I was coming to get my brother. Your brother. The Wendigo. I know. Yeah, okay. The Wendigo is no interloper. The Wendigo is an emissary. Of what? Of the master. I am the ma- <laughs> You feel ah! the, the contraction around okay, you? Okay, I'm not the master. No, 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 no. You're the master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what are you? Well, it's, it's quite personal. Um, I am a changeling. I am a good friend. I like long walks on the beach. You feel the constricting. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and take a d6 of damage. Because <laughs> uh, you're now feeling like, oh, if this goes, if this pressure sustains, I'm probably going to like burst a blood vessel somewhere. Um, and if it gets any tighter, I'm in danger of like cracking a rib. Sorry, could you repeat the question? What? Ah, uh, you. I'm the champion of the dreaming. Contested. You want me to fight you? No. It squeezes a little time. Contest the one that's making it all crazy. I just tried. I don't give suggestions. I am reflection. I show what is. Not what might be. Tree. You feel the tree twist and, and move. It's like someone stretching muscles yep. and clicking bones. And you even feel the roots and the ground kind of uh, retract in and then release and spread out. All right. How about this? You let go of me, and I'll give it a good shake, and we'll see who comes out on top. <laughs> I'll contest that. <laughs> I have no agenda for you. Could you let me go? Answer the question, child. I did. No, you lie. 
You lie to me. You lie to yourself. We'll try your friend instead. And there is like a whip as uh, these tendrils lash around your mouth and you feel them get inside your mouth Mm. and like wrap around your molars and around your tongue and hold everything tight. And it's like the worst experience of being in a dentist's chair with like fingers in your mouth. It's bad. Um, And then next to you, there's a spluttering as Sherman (laughs) has... The, the same treatment released from his mouth. And you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. It tastes like leaves. Yeah. And the hissing voice. Begin again. Who are you? And Sherman, Sherman's sort of twisting gently. He can't quite, he's not, he isn't being held as still as you are. Right, um... Talking tree. Wonderful. Um, I'm Sherman Grimshaw. There's like a rustle of approval through the leaves. Um, I was a park ranger. Um, then I was a watchman. You can almost hear like the the finger quotes. Watchman. <laughs> Um, and now I am this, I, wh- I don't know what you want. What do you mm. want from me? And you feel, and then you hear him go, oh, okay, that hurt. All right. And you hear the hiss of the voice. I don't ask for description. What are you? And you hear the groan of pain from Sherman. I'm an only son. I am, and you hear the grunt of pain as it tightens. Survivor, survivor. That's what I am. I'm a survivor. And you hear um, the, you actually hear like the loosening of those vines and you feel the vines being removed from your mouth in this awful (laughs) way. An only son, a survivor, and a coward. Ernest Marsh, what are you? That's kind of... (laughs) Rotates a little bit to look at Sherman. Rotates back. As you're thinking, you look, you kind of let your eyes drift down and you see the roots of the this tree and of the other trees are snaking and moving and undulating. And the tree says, those who do not know what they are, are prey. The roots are hungry. Well, the thing is, I can't really answer your question because all I am is pilk. I come and I go. There's not much more. There is more. What do you run from, Ernest Marsh? Why can you not stay? I don't run. Yes. There's just always more on the horizon. 
you feel the the vines tighten in on you. Lies. You run. And then you feel, you hear Sherman scream as it tightens in on him. Sherman Grimshaw. You run. What do you run from? And you hear the crack of Sherman's ribs. And below you, Ernest, you see the roots begin to coalesce and reach up, almost like a mouth opening and teeth bearing underneath Sherman. And we'll cut back to Alistair. Beebly, beebly. All right. Can I have some more tea before we start oh, this next yeah. scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're shaking a bit there. Oh. Yeah, well, don't spill it. I'm trying. An elephant, did you say? Yeah, an elephant. Oh. 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 The tea, it's taken it out of me. Oh, oh. There you go. Oh, Mine's gone cold too. Alistair, you are standing on the headland at Hon Caves and you can see the periodic flashes of lightning above you. The mist has begun to withdraw out to sea in a way that has happened from time to time in your experience. When you get near the sea, it seems to disperse a little more. But this lightning and this storm really bodes ill in your in your gut you feel it uncomfortably as you are watching um nancy and bernie have set up ropes and lines to lower people down into the caves Mm -hmm. um you can see that uh one of the the heads of the guards for ravenholm is down at the bottom helping to lower people in and direct them in um and people are kind of lined up those who are fitter, those who are younger, are kind of climbing down into the caves, but those who are the elderly and the very young are being essentially tied and then lowered yep. down. Yep. Okay. Um, is there any other kind of medical supplies or anything that I could use on myself at this point while I have a break? Yeah, I would say that you can probably uh, give yourself 2d6 worth of mostly it's painkillers to be honest pretty much yeah and And probably bandages to stop the yeah you're tying your you're wrapping stuff up um so that you can kind of yeah yeah protect the damaged skin okay um who's done that now i can't remember because it's been a long time did we say that puck was going to stay with ernest and alistair Mm -hmm. yeah Puck wasn't going anywhere until she had found Sky. Yes, yes. I thought that was the case, but... Um, yeah, I guess Alice is kind of weirdly feeling a little bit helpless in the sense that, like, pretty much they just have to get down into the caves and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's kind of his job is yet to come, um, but he didn't want to leave everyone until he knew that they were safe. Yeah. Um, he's not going to try and climb down into the no. cave because it would just be way too painful for him just to climb back up again yeah so he's just kind of standing on the edge directing and helping where he can well who would you like to say goodbye to Uh, i guess all of the you know the people go down first 
and then I'd imagine probably his dad and Nancy and Bernie are still up the top. They're probably the last to go in. Yeah. Did we say... I think Nancy and Bernie are going to stay with you. Okay. They were going to stay to find Sky. Yeah. yeah, okay. Your dad is sort of shifting from foot yeah. to foot. All right. Uh, yeah, Alistair's going to walk up to him. Or shuffle up to him, maybe. It's more accurate. Hey, Ellie, um... Water? There's still some water left. Would you like some? <laughs> I'd love some water, actually. That'd be really you good. You know what? You you take that. You have that. Uh, you enjoy that. He gives you, like, the whole water skin. No, I don't need all of it, Dad. No, no. It's, um, I'm sure there will be water where we're going. I have a flask here. You can just fill this up. That's enough. Oh, Keep it okay. I'm um, sure if that's, if that's what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, they fill Alistair's flask up and he puts it in his saddle or whatever. Crazy weather we're having. He's looking up at the yeah, lightning. It's pretty crazy. Dad, are you going to be okay to lead everyone through? I mean, you'll have Mighty Duck's help. She's very capable. You know what? If if I've learned one thing, Alistair, uh, it's that I'm not very good at public service. Um, But hey, this uh, little girl, he's pointing down into the, into the cave. I mean, you know, you got to have uh, faith in the younger generation. Like, that's what we're doing it for, you know? Um, you know, Dad, I'm I, sure we'll I think, be okay. I think maybe your strengths aren't to lead from the front. And I think you've maybe been more helpful than you, than you know these last few years helping me to lead from the front. Yeah, mm. I think maybe that's what you never learned or never had an opportunity to. Well, you know, uh, food food for thought, I guess, Ali. Um, it does occur to me yeah, that I should probably say um, I'm sorry to you for everything. I'm, I'm sorry for me. Um... Oh, wow. Okay. I was not a very good dad. Um, you're an adult now. I, I guess I'm still your dad. I wasn't good at parenting because, and I figured this out, um, and I figured it out watching you. Um, I, 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 I cared more about me than I cared about you and your sister and your mom. I cared more about me than my family. That's where I went wrong. Um, that was that was the problem. I'll get you every time. Yeah, it did. And um, yeah, yeah it, ru- it ruined pretty much everything. But you didn't do that, and I'm very very proud of you for not being like me. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Dad, I. I think I learned a lot from you. Granted, most of it was what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I wouldn't even have had that if it wasn't for you. And I am really proud of you. Actually. Because uh, as much as I'd love to say, no, Dad, you, you were great and you did everything right. You, you didn't. 
Yeah, no, it's not true. And uh, and I didn't either. I didn't make it easy for you. I, I probably could have been a lot easier to live with. I don't know. But uh, it wasn't your job um, to be easy to live with. It wasn't your job yeah. to make up for me not. But thank you. Um, and the other thing, Dad, is, is you're still here. And mm. you're still trying. And I'm really proud of you for that. Thank you. That's um, good to hear. Can I ask a favour of you? Oh, yeah. Um, name it. Sure. Uh, I don't have any money on me. Um, <laughs> points of the burning house. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, where would I spend I, it? No, okay. It's, sorry, that was a uh, reaction. I actually do have money on me. <laughs> about 50 bucks. But I know wallet. that we don't. Look, barter bar system. Um, sorry, what do you what do you need, Ali? Um, I will do my best. Uh, well, aside from the obvious, you know, um, get these people to safety, that's kind of goes without saying um, if you get out there and if you get back to the mainland mm-hmm. and if I don't now I'm not saying that that's because I'm going to die because I don't know that but I also don't know what will happen and I don't know if I'm going to make it out yep mm-hmm. no I'm, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of the, the risks involved in what you do and also, uh, the it's weirdness. like you're a Navy SEAL or one of those things. Yeah, yeah it's like a Navy SEAL, but but like uh, you, you you could get teleported anywhere, kind of. Well, that's thing. not that dissimilar from a Navy SEAL. Let's be honest. That's country. Um, sorry, anyway. you wanted me to do something. Yeah, if you if you get out of there, um, can you find Mum and Zoe, or try? I don't actually know where they are, but can you find them? Yeah, and, um, and can you tell them that I love them? And and this is the favor part. Can you tell them that you love them too? If that's still true, I mean, I it's still true. At, um, at least Zoe. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can try. I if they're alive, um, assuming they're alive. I had. Never actually said that um, before. Now, wow. Okay, I'm. Um, mm, mm-hmm. That's that's why I'm asking, Dad. Okay. You know, no, I will. I will try. And 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 you tell them exactly what you just told me. It's yep. easier to do it when I know that you're about to go die. <laughs> <laughs> and and start a, start a new a new chapter of Dad, a new chapter of Dad who's. Who's fighting on anyway, you know? Yep. Uh, and and if they're all alive, you know. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. But. I will do my best. Um, Thanks, Dad. The old dad is dead. Nah, well. Long live dad. <laughs> Long live the new dad. You know what I'm saying? Granddad now. Yep. Granddad. It's like dad, but better. I'm okay, gonna okay. go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they parted, not, not with a, not with a hug, but with a whimper. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, 
yeah, he he hugs you. He's gotten he's sort of shrunk. He was never a very big man, yeah. but you've got taller and broader. Yeah. Um, your lifestyle kind of requires you to be a much more built person than his. Uh, he kind of hugs you and goes, "I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm going to do my best to to find your mum and your sister. Um, and if I don't see you." Tell Sky that I wish I had got more time with her. Yep. I will. Okay. Um, he starts like patting himself down like he's looking for his keys. Like, it's just a rope. Gonna. And uh, Puck kind of steps in. He's like, sorry. Should have. Um, he gives her a hug. He's like, very proud of you as well um thank you for she kind of gestures to you everything <laughs> thank you he's now like crying um and trying not to Good to go uh, going <clears throat> dad mm-hmm mm-hmm he's like f- getting the rope tied around him currently i already said i'm proud of you um, mm-hmm. i guess it's my turn so um i love you too he he's standing on the edge of the, the thing with a rope tied around him. And he he looks like he's he's kind of quietly bawling now. He just nods and he kind of salutes and then doesn't know why he did it. And he go, turns around and like, like kind of turns into an awkward wave. Uh, awkward wave, and then he kind of trips slightly as he falls into the yeah. into the hole and gets lowered down. And you just hear, ah, I'm fine. <laughs> Alistair turns to Puck. He's like. Am I that awkward as well? Yeah, you get it from somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go find out. <laughs> Thank kid. God I didn't grow up with parents. <sighs> I'm not going to go there. Right. We're going we're to unpack that one day. Yeah. You know, funny how 15 years it never came up. Yeah. Already, she kind of claps her hands. She's looking around. There's you. There's Bernie. There's Nancy. Randy's gone. Um, yeah, that's nothing new. Yeah. And then you feel the tugging on your sleeve and Mighty Duck is inexplicably there again. Oh, hi. I didn't say goodbye. I thought you were going with them to I am. lead the mountain stuff. They're fine. She's looking down at the cave of people milling around. Alice is like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't actually say goodbye to Mighty Duck. He's like, yeah, don't forget about me. Um... <laughs> He's like kind of pads his hands around trying to figure out what to do. And then he like grabs, grabs her head and like gives her a little hug. No. (laughs) What? No. Sorry. Um, Uh, Get, and she's like gesturing you for you to like lower down to her level. Get down here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. Yeah. She's looking you like dead in the eye. I'm kneeling now. Yeah, I can tell. At Good. All. Thanks for the limit limited amount of effort. Thank you, Mighty Duck. No, no, don't thank me yet. It's not over yet. And you hear the. the I'm thank you for what you've done so far. You don't know what I've done so far. 
No, I guess I had a lot. <laughs> and you, you get and again, you get that weird sense looking into her eyes. It's like this is weird. This isn't a child. Mm. Whatever this is, it's not a child. Whatever this is, it's not entirely safe. No, no. It's like Absolutely the whole Aslan line yeah. thing. Yeah. It's good, but it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Um and you see, yeah, this glittering there's like, oh, you don't know what I've done yet. Got more to do too. Am I gonna see you again? Oh yeah. Oh, I should not have asked that question. But um Oh boy. I'll look after them, don't worry. It's it's gonna be fine. But I need you. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of trying to avoid eye contact. He's like mm-hmm. scary. You're doing good. <sighs> doing a good job. You reckon? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, it's gonna be fine. They're but- not gonna be nice. It's gonna be fine. The most important thing, and she like puts a hand on your shoulder very paternally. <laughs> when it goes wrong, you did your best. You're saying it hasn't already gone wrong, and he gestures to the broken world around him. And no, I, I know, I know what you're saying. I will try and remember that when it comes up. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. She turns and, like, just skips into the hole. She just drops. And then you There's hear- like a faint, like, wing fluttering sound. <laughs> There's a faint. There's almost like, like a. a like, oh, that's that's strange. There's like a yeah. There's like a gliding sound, like she's lighter than she should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then you just hear her voice down in the in the cave. Here. All right, everybody, you gotta follow me. This way, this way. Um, as the torches and the lights, they begin to shuffle and funnel their way down one of the passages in the holes. Alistair slowly, painfully <laughs> stands back up. <laughs> turns to his friends like mm, that was weirdly a lot less reassuring than I thought it would be shall we uh, you look at the grim faces around you and Marv is there as well um, still holding the I, laptop. I, I know where we need to go by the way okay don't ask me how and then it's you hear weird. the and you see a streak of red over uh, the treetops of a flare. Ah, there he is. Um, and as you turn, Alistair, <clears throat> silhouetted just inside the trees, you can see a small figure waiting for you. All right. He walk- And I assume he's going towards roughly where the flare went yeah. out from to, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I thought I was special. <laughs> Never mind. He All right. walks you, off towards Kai. You head into the trees, and we return once more to Ernest. Do we have our horses, by the way, or are we leaving them? You have. You've like gathered one because there was a, there's a handful, so you'll probably take turns. Yeah. Um, to try and speed yourselves up. Being riding, so he'll probably walk first. Yeah. Um, and we return to Ernest. Yeah. Ernest, you are hanging from the trees. The the moor is opening up underneath you. Okay. Okay. Yep. I get. It. All right. Can I talk? Speak. Okay. How about this? I am a dreamer. And I'm going to be entirely honest here. I'm really tired of things like you. Things like the shepherds coming in and thinking that they can define me. 
thinking that they can put me in whatever box, whatever words that you want to define me. I am a dreamer in every sense of the word. I don't care about people. I don't care about things. It's about what's next. It's about the adventure. I don't care about anything else. People can think I'm lazy. Well, I think they're crazy. For me, the dream is everything, and I am tired of every single one of you extraterrestrial things trying to break me down into my little pieces so you can grasp me and you can understand me. I don't understand me, and I'm tired of it. And Ernest is going to try and trigger the um, lantern. All right, roll for it. Uh, that's a 13. All right, with the 13, yeah, the lantern uh, that is rolled up in it with yeah. you bursts into light. Yeah, and as because it, it will expand the area. Uh, because well, they're a hostile uh, entity. Want to push the, the vines off Ernest? Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not a hostile entity. Well, you, what Ernest it, define that? <laughs> in this instance, okay. that's the interesting thing. Right. The light bursts through and it kind of it expands. You feel you're no longer being constricted. But it's more the amount of light that is being pushed out lets it recoil a little bit. And the forest around you erupts into uh, almost like an angry growl and you feel the entire forest quakes around you. And you hear the voice as you feel that you watch the tree itself twisting and ripping itself apart at the trunk, opening itself. Ernest, I am trying to help you. I do not wish to define you. I help you find yourself. Well, how about you dissect yourself? And with the extra rooms credit, Ernest is going to grab at the gun and try and shoot straight down at the moor beneath him. All right. I'm going to let you know one thing before you decide to do that. Yep. As it rips itself open, you can see a figure embedded in the trunk of the tree. Mm-hmm. Roll for me. Okay. Trying to work out who who do we have left that we haven't interacted with. This could be. This is actually just Randy's. Like, is this house intelligence plan? or yeah. okay? Um, that is an eight plus four, so twelve. An unnatural twelve. Uh, you. It's a strange thing because what you what you recognize is not the figure. It's the growl and the reaction and the statement. That it says, Ernest, I'm trying to help you. And you recognize Gina. (laughs) Frowns. And you see that figure, this this human figure curled, embedded into the the fabric of the trunk of the tree. Okay. Ernest is going to pause for a second and kind of slowly drift his finger away from the trigger of the gun and then his eyes drift back up to Sherman and like the blood running like down his face and he hears the like the echo sound of like his ribs cracking before and he grits his teeth and he shoots anyway alright roll damage Uh, that's 11 damage alright describe how it fires Um, it is um, I think it's it's a few bits I'm not sure if anyone has seen the saber one of the saber fights from the Fate series where she has the sword and it's like shooting out as a blast from like one point it's 
it like fires from the tip and it kind of like domes out from there and shoots out as this larger blast of light and smashes down into the moor beneath it. Yeah. There is this ripping and this shredding and this burning as the, yeah, the, um, the roots that have been opening up are obliterated and burnt and peeled away and there is another rumbling growl throughout this entire forest um, as your bonds loosen and it drops you. Yeah. Um, make a physical roll for me. It's eight. Right. With an eight, you're going to take half damage, so roll 2d6 for your fall. Ten damage. Uh, is that the halved? Oh, and halved. Yeah, halved as you're well. doing it halved because you had a successful fall. So it's just you can't so you can't avoid taking some damage in the fall. Um, okay, he, he tries to do the kind of uh, roll, but lands more heavily on, the, on his shoulder. It's too, the rolls. ground is so uneven yeah. that you can't get a, a safe landing. Um, he's going to roll, land on kind of like one knee, putting his foot up, and he's going to try and aim the... Um, the gun to shoot uh, the moor beneath um, Sherman as well. Uh, Alright, roll for that. So many dice! Is this roll to hit? Yeah. Then what's that plus with? Is that arcane? Um, do you have a combat bonus? Oh yes I do. Oh right, yes. Normal combat. Okay. Uh, then that's a six. A six to six hit. Six to hit, yeah. Um, you you pull the gun back you kind of aim and as you do so uh you kind of your leg is ripped out from underneath you and you fire up into the canopy and still kind of breaks off some branches and things but you're rolled into the ground okay um as Ernest falls and rolls he cups his hands together and um shoots them out to either side and he is going to uh to summon uh two clones Okay. And they're going to dart out from um, the lantern and they're going to streak towards Gina. Um, all right, sure. Um, cool, so do, uh, do we need to roll for them to get there because it's all undulating? Actually, yeah, we'll do a... We'll do a contested um, roll? A contested physical roll. One roll to 13. Mm-hmm. The other a five. All right. Uh, both of them because the tree rolled a 14. Oh, wow. Um, oh, damn. The first one, like, <laughs> lunges doing, like, out. All these, like, manoeuvres and then just gets, like, slapped across the face. The other one, like, gets his foot tripped, like, almost instantly. I think it would be that the first one is, like, the first one, the one that's the five, like, goes, don't worry, I've got this. Runs out and, like, jumps. Like the Whomping Willow. Just, like, <laughs> runs and, like, jumps off one of the things and just gets its leg caught and it just gets flinged into the air. <laughs> Gone. The second one is like, oh shit. Goes like dives out of the way of one of the things that want to do the same for the thing. And then an entire root just goes smack and like knocks him to the ground. <laughs> so one of them's gone, one of them's still alive. He's like smacked on the ground. <laughs> He's like crunching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, frowns. Alright, I'm gonna that, didn't that didn't really work. Uh, Sherman got a nat one. So Sherman Sherman was trying to break himself free. Yeah. Um, and you hear the rolling voice again. Ernest Marsh, I am trying to help you. You're not my boss anymore. Uh, <laughs> you feel the the ground underneath you shake and the the um, roots are going to try and kind of rise up around you to, to entrap you again. Yep. So it'll be, um, I guess it'll be a contested physical. That's a 10. 
I don't have good stats for physical. Five. All right, yeah. It gets around your legs, up your thighs, and it kind of lashes and locks you in place. Your arms are still free. The gun and the lantern are still free. Yep. What do you want to do? Kind of lock his shoulder and aim up and try and blast the roots above to try and, uh, like, yep. All right. free Sherman. Same thing. If it's a fail, you'll hit Sherman. 14. 14, yeah. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty beautiful shot. <laughs> aims, squints, close one eye, close the other, shoots. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and you hit you hit the vine exactly where it connects to the tree itself, and Sherman begins to drop headfirst into the ground. Okay. Um are you gonna uh, do anything about that? Urs is going to summon another uh, clone to try and catch him. Alright. That'll be a that'll be a that'll physical roll. He's gonna have to succeed a physical roll to catch him, and if he succeeds then it's going to be like a half damage situation. Okay. If he doesn't, it's a it's an automatic max damage. Nate, what does that do for him? Is That'll be a half damage. Half damage. So okay. he's going to like yes. I can stop. I can like <laughs> take the impact. He like catches them and then like breaks into the splits. All right. <laughs> ah! um, all right. That's four I can't damage for Sherman. That. <laughs> yeah, you. What? It will kill the clone. I'm sure. Like, what, what's the full damage for Sherman? Because the clone's damage is they have. The max just like drops into the split. Max damage would have been twelve, and yeah, he's they, taking four. So they it has ten HP. So it, well, it would have taken eight. Then the remainder eight. Yeah. So this is a new clone, or like the one that had clone. already been knocked down. Drops into the splits. Ooh, makes a Chad face, and then <laughs> just like boom, disappears. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Sherman is sort of safety, still completely bound up. At this point, Ernest. Um, the roots begin to rip themselves up from the ground around you. You're still tied where you are, and the tree begins to bend and creak and tear itself as it's sort of forming itself, not into a humanoid shape, but almost into like a bear. A right. sort of hulking uh, creature made of twisted timber and vine and leaves. There is no kind of real face or head to it. It's sort of just twisting itself into this all fours um creature and at the center of it there is still exposed is the 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 sort of curled figure of Gina embedded in the the trunk of the tree yeah 